Hey, I'm Kenesha Williams. Hello, and I'm David Williams. We would, we would like, like to welcome you to the From I to Us podcast. On today's episode, we'll be talking about communication and relationships. So to you, what does communication mean? So communication, it means your ability to speak so that you are understood and directly within a relationship is how well you can uh, vocally construct your ideas to another. Okay. So like, what do you think communication is? To me, I would think it's the act of um, sort of sharing your thoughts and ideas with another person while also receiving their thoughts and ideas. So, like, more so of an activity, like something that you would do. Gotcha. So, like, with communication and relationships, you know that communication, like, for some people is very hard. Mm -hmm. Um, They may not know how to effectively um, say what they would like to say it may come out the wrong way Mm -hmm. it may come out weird the other person may not understand themselves so like why do you think that is Um, so I'm gonna go like super deep for a second I think sometimes we don't fully understand what we're trying to say when we're like while we're actively trying to say it I know I'm a person who Like, as a whole, I communicate better when I've had a chance to think about it, and I communicate better in writing versus in out loud. So for me, like, when somebody asks me a question, I kind of, like, I'm super introverted, so I feel like I'm on the spot, and I have to, like, (laughs) like, just kind of, like, give this quick and dirty explanation, and I don't always know what I'm feeling, like... I need to like process stuff. So sometimes something can happen to me and I'm not sure how I feel about it. It takes me a little bit to really think about it before I'm able to communicate it to someone. So for me, when communicating things to people, so within my job, I've had to learn how to say the same thing to multiple different people Mm -hmm. so that they can understand. Over time for my job specifically, it has kind of like helped me learn how to do that. But then at times it's really dependent upon my mood. Like mm-hmm. when you are not in the right mindset, you, you're not going to answer in the way that you would logically answer. Something may come out that's emotionally driven that has no logic behind it Correct. as to, you know, what that is. So for me with communication, um, it just really depends upon my mood, but most of the time I'm even killed. It just depends upon what has happened like earlier that day. Mm-hmm. Like if something bad has happened and I feel like, like very much like yourself, like I'm kind of like put on the spot and then I may say the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember our teacher from high school, uh, Mr. Israel, <laughs> <laughs> we used to call him greatness. <laughs> he always would say, you have to think before you act. And so that's definitely something that you have to think before you speak as well, because once it comes out, that's it. And there's nothing you can do to take it back. Once it's said and it's open and it's out in the air, Mm -hmm. that's that's kind of it. So you have to always, you know, kind of like think before what you're saying. 
but in you know I've spoken to, to a lot of people and even in my job with couples that come in mm-hmm. to make purchases like I even see within them like when they're trying to make their purchase and decide what product they want it's a lot of like infighting when but I can like perceive from each person mm-hmm. like oh okay well I know exactly what you're trying to say and I know exactly what you're trying to say. But they just can't get on the same page. Right. And I'm like, how do you live in the same house but you can't even tell the other person, hey, I like this product because of reason A, B, C, and D. Oh, I like this product because of reasons B, C, and D. Okay, if you both like B, C, and D, why don't you find something that has B, C, and D and not A? Instead of like... You know, jousting for, you know, positioning within the debate mm-hmm. as opposed to. So, so I guess that would be more of they may not have been listening to comprehend and understand. Mm-hmm. They're more of like listening to just respond, just to have that right. quick. Fire. So, so why do you think that happens? Well, as my mom always told me, hearing is a physical activity and listening is a mental one. And so sometimes I think it's in our nature as humans that we like as I'm listening to you talk, sometimes I think like the human side of us is just like, okay, I have something that I want to say in response to that or, oh, yeah, that's good. I have this thought. Let me get it out. So I think we don't always pause to just listen for the sake of listening, for the sake of understanding um, rather than responding. I think we just want to be heard and we want to share our ideas and kind of selfishly, kind of like kids, we just kind of focus on us like, ooh, I have this idea. Let me tell you instead of listening to the other side. So like, is that like just in our natures as humans to do that? Like, where do you think that comes from? I do think it's like a part of human nature, but I think too, like a part of it probably stems from how you grew up. Like if you were a kid who was taught, you know, children are seen and not heard, then maybe you want to jockey for more speaking time because you want your opinion to be heard. Or if you were like a soup, if you're a super independent person and you're outgoing, you probably would want to say more stuff than like, for example, me, I'm always accused of not speaking enough. And a lot of times people think it's because I'm uninterested or I'm in a bad mood and it's really not. I just believe in only speaking when there's something worth saying. And, you know, I I process a lot in my mind rather than out loud. Gotcha. So like with me, um, I'm very much just like what you just said. Like, and when I grew up as a kid, it was kind of like a child stays in the child's place. And that's right. kind of like the thing it was. And then also as the as an only child um not having anyone else i talked to my parents Mm -hmm. a lot just as much as i did my friends but once six o'clock seven o'clock come around i'm not talking to them anymore so like i'm conversing with my parents so it was a lot of battling with that so i i have like kind of like just from my childhood that like innate passion (laughs) inside of me to make sure that my point is being heard but i also share and in your um beliefs as well but it's like everything is not necessarily meant to be said right um you don't need to always say something just because 
Um, but if it but if it like comes with a solution, mm-hmm. then I'm all for it being heard. So most of the times, if I don't say something, it's because whatever solution or whatever thought I had to say, it has already been said and discussed. And if I felt that the point of whatever's trying to be solved was solved, then mm-hmm. I won't say anything. But if I feel as though it was glossed over, I will bring it back up just to make sure that, that it was understood. Right. Because like, I want to make sure that my point is valid and that it's heard um, if it hasn't already been said. So with us, so when we when we started dating in, whew, boy, that was a while ago, February, <laughs> February 10th, February, yeah, February 10th, 2008, I remember uh, we decided to go ahead and make it official it was outside of my godmother's house yes um and we were standing outside and i had asked you to be my girlfriend uh-huh yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, and you obviously said yes um and so how do you think our commission our communication was not when we first started dating but before we even, like, you know... Decided to... Right, on that day. So, like... How did we February lead up there? 9th beforehand. <laughs> so, I think one of the major reasons why we were able to communicate so freely is that we were friends before we decided to be in a relationship. So... you know like the things that you would say to a friend like you can just kind of really be yourself without fear of judgment so you know I could tell you something crazy and not really be worried about your response because we weren't really in a relationship so it was cool you know you didn't really have any judgment on me so I feel like at that point you know leading up to getting into a relationship you really knew like you got a chance to learn my communication style And, you know, to know that when I'm quiet, it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm mad. It means that I'm trying to understand. And that when I start talking, it's really a good idea to listen because I've really had a chance to process fully, um, you know, the topic at hand. So I think being a friend first, it kind of aids in communication. And I think also um, one great benefit of dating as a teenager was that so much of our communication we did through text and like <laughs> super old school. I still, I think I still have some of the letters that we wrote to each other. Oh God, I would like Jesus. to bring, <laughs> I would like to get those out and read those. Um, but you allowed me. And at the time, I don't think that I could have expressed because I didn't know myself well enough. I don't think that I could have expressed to you that that made it easier for me to talk to you. But even some stuff like we would talk about through text, but then I would follow that up with a letter because now I have a chance to like not be in a, you know, waiting for a response to come back with something else. So I think you really gave me an opportunity to be heard, like in a platform that I felt comfortable with. I think that before we, you know, made it official as boyfriend and girlfriend, I feel as though definitely with the friendship that allowed us to talk, speak, you know, just kind of like learn about each other mm-hmm. um, indirectly, indirectly, just through com- conversing about things that's just going on in our lives. Like we didn't really talk about 
anything too deep. I don't think it was like that until we got closer to where we felt like comfortable to really explore the relationship aspect of it all. But being a friend definitely like helped ease that. It wasn't like, hey, I saw you in high school and I was like, hey, let me get your number though. But you, like you, did <laughs> <do that. laughs> you did kind of do that. You did kind of do that. How do you figure? Okay, so I'm just going to back up for those who don't personally know us. So although we started dating in our in our senior year, um, towards the tail end of that, um, David had expressed his interest in dating me <laughs> <laughs> since our sophomore year. And so we kind of got into this, um, what would you call it? Foolishness. <laughs> Whatever. We got in. We we were delayed in delayed. beginning our relationship. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Um. Let me clarify that. At that point in time, we had we were like dating other people, um, and we didn't necessarily like talk to each other about each other's relationships. But I guess being able to, like me and my wife, we do a very good job at being able to read each other and other people and to understand what they're feeling and what they want to say without them saying it. So it's like, I'm pretty sure it was like, definitely it was days that I knew that it was something upsetting you. And from what we had talked about, it was nothing specific to your relationship, but I could conclude from our prior relationships that like yeah um that's probably what it is and i'm pretty sure that you could do the same um but we didn't start like communicating on that level relationship wise until like 12th grade like right around that time yeah i mean i would say yeah i think it it really got a lot deeper when as we became seniors like um Maybe it was just the thought of the fact that we weren't going to be around each other anymore. You know, being that graduation was coming up, I'm not really sure. I don't know what I feel like the catalyst was. Mm. But I do think that our relationship started to shift at that time, yeah. As far as what we communicated about. True, true, true. Because it definitely was a longer conversation. I remember it was to a point where we had went on a a senior competition trip or something like that and literally I was gone for three days and I think when you look through the call log of my phone you saw us talking of those 72 hours we were probably on the phone other than when the events were occurring and eating um I think that we were on the phone about 51 hours of that 72 <laughs> hours of time that I was gone so we definitely like we we talked a bunch from then so then that, then that led up to February 10th where we kind of like you know we decided we wanted to be together even though we had four months of uh, high school remaining Yeah, you were going off to uh, Florida State um, I wasn't as diligent at the time of knowing <laughs> what I was going to do but I ended up going to Florida Memorial University uh, where they roar, 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 and roar There's some more. more. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> so many people will say that crap all the time. Um, but, so, how did you feel as though with our communication 
from February 10th, so you started at Florida State, that was like June... Yeah, it was June 30th. June, thir- June 30th, mm-hmm. okay, so you're away at this point in time, I'm still in uh, Miami, I'm at the time I've already been accepted to Florida Memorial and I'm starting in August, but you were starting summer school at Florida State, so like, that first year mm-hmm. of us being in a long-term relationship, like, what do you feel as though was the main driver for us to communicate all the time? Like why, like some people with long distance relationships, like they're like, Oh, okay. Well, I don't want to interrupt the person or they're busy or whatever. Um, maybe they just don't make the effort, but I feel as though as much as I was doing, cause you know, I was doing the 15 credit hours, the freshman honors president there. Uh, it was a lot of like back, uh, backdoor things I would have to do with that uh, administratively um, with the honors president and the honors program director mm-hmm. um, and then I <laughs> stayed up a bunch late just playing video games and then going back to class and doing all that stuff over and over again but what do you think kept us in communication so well that first year that we were part I think that and again, just kind of going back to the fact that we were we were really good friends prior to dating. I think I just trusted the fact that if you were busy, you were busy doing something productive. But it also gave me an opportunity to focus on the matter at hand. <laughs> As my mom says, stick to the matter at hand. Um, but I, I think we just both made a decision that we were going to be in the relationship. And at the time we both were really super focused on doing school and doing it well. So you didn't get on me if I didn't answer my phone like, oh no, what are you doing up there? Blah, blah, blah. You know, you trusted the fact that I wasn't doing anything crazy or doing anything wrong. So what do you feel like contributed to us being able to keep our communication open during that time? Um, besides like being busy all the time, because I didn't, I, my entire college experience was never the traditional, like, hey, I go to school, and then that's kind of like it, and then, you know, go home and figure out life from there. So, like, definitely within that first year, um, it was going to class, and then for the next, like, four to six hours for the rest of the day, is doing stuff with the um, honors president and the honors director, um, like, where the direction of the program was going to go, kind of like, you know, what do we see in the people that we have? What is the future of the program as well? Um, so I was busy a lot. And I I guess every single time once I was done with those meetings and then finished up looking over school for the next day, I just would I just wanted to talk to you again. Like even though I had talked to people all day long and talking to people, talking to people, talking to people. Um throughout the day meeting new people this 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 conversation going attending this meeting doing this I still had a large interest in wanting to talk to you um and continuing to always have that communication and talking with you because I was like highly I'm still highly interested in you um so it's like I've, I just always wanted to know, like, what you're doing. How do you feel throughout school? This was both new for us. So right. sharing in that experience apart 
but it's kind of like we were still there with one another. Right. And I, I do think that the fact that we were both um, really busy because like obviously you had a lot going on because so you were um, I think you were you were president of the honors. Yeah, the freshman for that year. And you had I don't even remember what all else you had going on. But on the flip side, you know, I was doing, I don't know if I was doing 12 or 15 credits. Anyways, I was doing that and then I was also working and it was my first time being away from home. So it was just like a lot to process. And, um, you know, of course, you know, you're away from home and you're living on campus. You try to get into different activities and stuff like that. So I think had we had the situation not been like, if both of us weren't really busy, I don't know how that would have went. Because, like, if you didn't have anything going on and you always wanted to talk to me, mm. you might not have been able to understand why I was so busy. Mm. So I think both being in the same space, like, trying to get ahead and trying to do well helped us to communicate because we kind of were wanting the same things out of life. Right. So then let's fast forward to right around... So the following year, in 2013... I move up to Tallahassee that fall semester. No, you moved to Tallahassee in 2009. Oh, yeah. I'm... Mm, Jesus. <laughs> I didn't... Just... Jesus, yes. Back up. 2009, that fall, yeah. um, come up to Tallahassee, winter summer school. Um, we get there in the fall. So, instead of being apart from one another, our... Um, you know, we're together mm-hmm. a lot more often. We can see each other a lot more often. We're in the same city. Um, we're not like 480 some miles away from one another. Like, how did you feel as though our communication changed if it did or if it didn't? I think we had to adjust, um, because up until that point, so much of our communication had been done on the phone. Mm. Like we text a lot, like Mm. a lot of our communication was text, but, um, also, you know, at night we would talk on the phone and stuff like that. But having, like, being in the same city really changed the communication because then we were talking face-to-face, which, as, you know, as I said before, that's a struggle for me because I'm a person who really needs to take a minute because in the moment, I can't quite formulate what it is that I want to say. Like, it's really hard for me to talk on the fly. And so um, I, I don't feel, I don't think that it was difficult but it was a change for me to be to be face to face with you communicating. So did you feel like it was different than before? Um I don't think it was. See, I I've never had a problem with talking to people because mm-hmm. when I was a kid, I used to do oratorical contests. Um I won two first place uh finishes in third and fourth third third and fifth grade and then I won third place at the um Arabian Nights Festival that's in Miami. So, like, I've talked in front of thousands of people and then people one-on-one, so that was never a problem for me. Um, so, I was, I loved it just purely because we couldn't, instead of being over the phone and through the texting, mm-hmm. it was face-to-face. So, I felt as though um, the communication would be a lot quicker. Um, my only thing I was concerned with was because sometimes just... My facial you get expressions, like, you get reckless. it reflects exactly <laughs> how I feel. Um, so even though I may say something 
you will know if it's the truth or not because my facial expression will give it give it away so that was kind of like my only concern if we like disagreed with something um you know i always wanted to keep that clear communication with one another so like the way we communicate now um you know in this february to be 11 years we've been together uh from that point in time like we did kind of go through like some things that were miscommunication yeah it's like saying one thing and meaning another not really getting directly to what the problem is why do you think that occurred and like how do you feel as though we changed it well I think it's probably fair to say that we had like disagreements prior to living in the same city but I would say we didn't have our first like argument like full-blown fight I'm mad you're mad until we both lived in Tallahassee and I think at that time we didn't really know each other well enough that we could read into the situation and be like okay David's not really mad about XYZ this is why he's really mad like we didn't know each other well enough to go to go deeper like it was just kind of like a fault finding type of thing like well I did this because you did that right right you know so during that time I think we really had to figure out how will we handle disagreements like how will we handle miscommunications Mm. so I think during that time we really kind of grew to just kind of get on the same page like I, I do like vividly remember (laughs) one time we got it I don't even remember what the heck we were fighting about but whatever we were fighting about we got really passionate about it and the next thing I knew you were walking out the room and I'm like so dramatic like sobbing like so you're just gonna leave that's how you're gonna handle it you're just gonna walk out that's what we do and um you came back and you didn't say anything you didn't say anything you just sat down you just came back And I think in my mind, that was one of the moments that I realized, like, okay, we're in this. We're going to make this work. So it was important to me that we kind of work through those kinks during that time. Right. Like, me, like, and I guess I didn't express this at at that time, but you know this now. It's like, when I don't like to, like, okay, in another life, I could have been a lawyer because I love to debate with people. It's fascinating to me. It's very interesting to debate. You say your side. I say my side. I'm not going to back down. You're not going to back down. We're going to see who's going to win this thing. But sometimes when I, if I'm upset or something like that, I just have to go and be quiet and be away and think about it just to make sure I'm not looking at it in the wrong way. Mm -hmm. Cause like, that's what I did as an only child. Like, I didn't have a brother or sister to go talk it out with. So, like, my ability to talk things out that I was upset about was not developed, even as a, at that time, you know, 19, 20-year-old. It still wasn't developed because I always, if my parents upset me with something or something happened at school or something between me and my friends, I just went to my room. 
and I would play a game of Madden and just think about it and mull over the situation to see like did I say the right thing did I say the wrong things so my ability to talk through what was what was what I was upset about even at that age as a an adult was still not even developed because I never did that I never had a chance to talk it out with someone it was just me going to my room or me going to a quiet place and just so that's kind of like how I handle things it was like yeah and and I do I, I didn't say that earlier but I do feel like in us being in the same city and kind of being still being like I mean I was I wouldn't quite consider us adults like we were in, of legal age yes but we didn't have an adult mindset all the way um so I feel like we kind of invaded each other's space like we were so <laughs> so involved in each other's lives that I I kind of in some ways, like I took away your quiet space because before you would just like go to your room and and process stuff, but now you couldn't go to your room because I'm in your room. (laughs) And um, having not been an only child, so you know, I have two siblings and both my parents and my grandma lived in the house with me growing up. So I, there was not a lot of quiet time. So, like maybe that's why I like to have quiet time to reflect on things but just like the way disagreements were handled between me and my brother because we're close in age was just kind of like we gonna handle this right here and now like we about to go at it and at the end we're still gonna be siblings and I'm still gonna love you but we're gonna go at it so I think in that particular moment in that fight that I'm do you remember that fight and I lived at Forest Hills when I lived downstairs but anyways in that particular moment I think my mind was like how dare you walk out like you can't walk out on me like that's giving right, up right cause you weren't you weren't used to that you right. were used to just handling it right then yeah. and there whereas though with me I have to have time to reflect think and then act right from there and so I think having grown up a little bit in the relationship now I, I recognize like I recognize that and I can it's like it's not like it's my ideal situation because I still want you to be like you know I don't want you to go at it with me but I recognize that you need to take a moment and so now sometimes like when I call you and we're both at work and I'm trying to talk to you about something and it feels like you're blowing me off I'll just pause for a minute and say okay so he's feeling xyz because of blah blah so we'll talk about that later and then literally you'll get home walk through the door and sit down and be like hey i'm sorry about earlier i just had a lot going on and this is blah blah this is how i feel and this is why so i think now i've learned to back off some and allow you the space that you need so that we can communicate more effectively as opposed to communicating just for the sake of communicating so like you know I think that was a part of that was something good about us being in the same city was that I had to learn how to give you that space right because over the phone that first year would have never we could have never discovered that with one another right so we're uh so that was a lot of development a lot of the same things development learning from each other um until you know our next kind of like year that we were away from each other um when I was 
uh, I had graduated May of 2012, and then August of 2012, I started in uh, Charleston with the company I work for now. And then you were in your master's program. Mm-hmm. So, like, I I want to start off on this part. So, remember back earlier in the conversation, you were saying how like if if I wasn't doing something, you know, to be different, if yeah. you if if I was doing something that you weren't. Right. So I know that you were in school, mm-hmm. and at the time. Um, in the beginning of your master's program, you weren't working, but then eventually you did start to work. No, I was working. You was working at that time. Yeah, okay. I worked full time. Okay. So, like, one of the things that, you know, in the communication at that time that mm-hmm. I had to learn about, because it was different from both of us being busy and then, not to say you weren't busy with your master's program, but... I was starting my career and I wanted to focus on that. Mm-hmm. So like, I remember you would text me throughout the day and I just wouldn't answer. Mm-hmm. It'll be, you'll text me again and you wouldn't answer. And then we'll talk that night and then you're like, oh, well, why didn't you text me back? And I'm like, I'm at work. Like, and I, and I guess at that time you didn't realize that like, I'm at work and I was at that time Charleston is one of the busier cities in our company and like I didn't have time to talk on the phone it was always something coming up something new to learn uh it's always something different to learn a a new customer coming in new training something coming down from corporate that we have to do it was always something that I had to do for my job so it was very annoying Mm -hmm. when we like you would get upset at me for not answering or you text me see as it's so interesting Th- guys this is why it's important to talk about things because i had a com- i was in a completely different space like i didn't i don't even recall or recognize that i was upset with you about anything because during the beginning of my master's program i was a preschool teacher and i was going to school full time so I don't even remember being upset with you for not texting me back, but I can, but I can kind of somewhat relate because, so I graduated um, from undergraduate school a semester early. So kind of while everybody was enjoying that last free semester where you just kind of fill your schedule, I had already started graduate school. So I can remember like, okay, I got to crank out this 14 page paper this weekend because I have to work during the week and I need to turn in my paper and you kind of being like, well, dang, you always on your computer working. You always doing something for school. And so maybe like, I didn't, I didn't see it in that shift because you were working and I was still in school. So maybe I didn't catch that shift, but I do apologize that I was mad at you. It's just in growth (laughs) and development in life. Um, But one thing I would like to say for, our male and female listeners uh if your partner always has time to answer the phone and always talk um i would really want you to sit down and look at what they're doing with their life someone who is productive in their life and is trying to do something is not going to have an opportunity to talk with you 24 7 it just does not exist. If they do, then they're probably not doing anything productive with their lives. So that's just something quick for our listeners is that 
just because someone doesn't text or call back immediately doesn't mean that they're actually doing something productive with their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so, because if they're not and they always have time to answer, then what are they doing in their life? You just want to sit there and talk for the rest of your life and them not doing anything productive. So, that's just something that that's how true. I feel. Um, so, let's fast forward to... We, you move up to Charleston, we're back, you know, same thing where, you know, we're communicating more, learning about each other more. I feel as though our communication was a a lot better the second time around than the first time around, like us being apart, then being in the same place, then being apart and being in the same place, because we had two times to experience that. So... With our communication, I feel as though from living in Charleston, being together till now, do you feel as though it it, it changed at all or do you feel it's about the same or? I think that when we moved, well, when I moved, because you were already there, when we moved to Charleston, um, our communication greatly improved because we were all we had. Like I had to depend on you and you had to depend on me in order for us to make it. So I think. Um, being away from everybody else and kind of having, not to say that we had outside voices or anything like that, but just truly being away from every everybody and everything that you know. Like, we spent a lot of time, mm-hmm. a lot of time together because I didn't, at that time, I didn't have any friends in Charleston after Terry and Brian moved. And, you know, other than your, really it's sad, like I became friends with your work. <laughs> with your co-workers because I didn't know anybody. Um, so I think that that helped our communication to improve. And I remember too, we, I can't remember what the heck we were fighting about again in Charleston, but I can remember like a really big blowout towards the beginning. And I, I mean, like I never get mad and like stump away. I'm a pretty good communicator, but I did. And then um, we sat down and talked about it and I think from that point on, you really try to do a good job of not necessarily because I guess it's like you don't it's like in the beginning, you felt like if you didn't understand where I was coming from, that it wasn't worth talking about versus now you're like, okay, so this is your perception and that's valid. This is how you feel. I'm, I'm pretty sure this is the reason why in Charleston. So like just for the listeners out there, um, you know, and this is a little personal, but hey, it is what it is. Uh, when I come into the house, um, I'm, I'm pretty most most sane people. They go into their room, they change their clothes, <laughs> and then they come out of the room. So I guess I'm not sane in that regard because I uh, disrobe as I'm walking to the room and then put on clothes. So yeah. it creates a lot of mess. And I am, you know, I'm not a denial or anything. I know I can say I'm not, I don't keep things up as tidy as they should be. Um, So I know that with you, you like things to be tidy, clean. Everything has a place, organized. If something's cluttered, it, it doesn't, it bothers you. And I'm the complete opposite. Like, I can sit there and they can look at me and I can look at it and they can look at me and I can look at it and we could both go on to be about our lives. Mm-hmm. So, I'm pretty sure it was because of that, like, with yeah. the clothes thing. Like, like. <laughs> right. But I think that um, 
it, it caused a shift enough that you were able to understand that something I could perceive something differently than you could and it didn't make any, any one of our perceptions less valid. So I think that that helped our communication that sometimes now, even though you don't view things as a problem, you're like, okay, but it's a problem for you. So let's talk about it. Let's fix it. Right. Cause I, I feel as though like, as, like once we got in, not just once we got engaged and married, I mean, I feel as though when we got to Charleston and we were still talking through those things and growing together with our communication, I think it was that it started to change that because we had two years of those 11 that we were apart from one another towards the very beginning of our relationship. So I think it was like, hey, like you were saying earlier, that we we have to depend on one another uh, to make it. So why would we not talk to one another about different things? So um, that's what changed a lot for me just over the time of the relationship that it wasn't so so as an only child not to say I got everything but it was always kind of like okay if I wanted to do this at this time I go and do it if I want to do this at this time I go and do it I didn't have to like necessarily answer to anyone other than my parents but it was like if I wanted to go outside I'm 15 16 I just go outside and go with my friends so I think with communication it was like especially that first like year in Charleston it was more of I had to realize that it's not just about me. Right. It's about us. Mm-hmm. It's coming from I to us. Yeah. And making sure that we are in this co- together because we're, we're the reasons why it's either going to be successful or the reason why it fails. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I think now communication, I mean, we talk about everything. We don't leave nothing to fester. Um, we make sure that we talk about it. Um, again, both of our parents always say we always talking about everything to one <laughs> another. It was like, because I, I still remember one time my parents came up here and it was my mother and father and me and my wife. We were out in the living room talking. My parents were sleepy and went to bed. I think neither of us had work the following day and it was like four o'clock in the morning and we we're still talking and my mom went to the bathroom. She was like, y'all still up and talking? <laughs> we're like, yeah. She was like, you need to go to bed. You need to go to bed. It's too late at night. And then she went back to bed and then shortly after we, we kind of like went to bed after that. But um, I think that our communication has definitely grown. It's changed. It's evolved through think, that time from, from the beginning to now. I think it's more honest. Like, because... In the beginning of a, of the relationship, I feel like you try to be. We were trying to be polite and still trying to get to know each other. Yes. And so yes. now I just call it like it is. Right. Like, hey, I'm upset because blah blah blah. You know. Right. Sometimes, like, I'll call you at work. Like, hey, when you get home, I need attention. Right. <laughs> hey. I need you to come home and look at me and cuddle me because it was a long day. Right. So I think um, we just got really honest and that helps like transparent and and I agree a, a thousand percent and for all the listen, listeners out there like in relationships it is always better to get straight to the point um and just say what you mean well I think we're definitely gonna have to do like a part two to this um topic because the next thing that I would say is it really you can say whatever it is that you want to say but it so depends how you say it. Yes, yes, yes. It so, is. Yes. It's, we have a saying, um, 
with the company I work for, uh, a person does not care what you know and what you have to say until they know that you care. Right. So it is about how you say it. Um, and that will be for another episode for another time. Um, and and that would be, and there's some other things within part two of uh, communication. Right. Um, yeah. So. So I think now, here's a, I think we're at a good stopping point. Um, just because we don't want the podcast to go too long for you guys. So we'll definitely be back next week and do kind of like a part two on communication. Um, definitely drop us a line, send us an email, text us, message us on Facebook. Let us know that you're listening. Um, let us know how we're doing. If you have any questions or comments you want us to touch on, just let us know. Yeah. And if you wanted to, um, for the listeners out there that may not have our Facebook, um, or uh, the ability to text us, you can email us at from I to us 15 at gmail.com. That's F R O M I T O U S 1 5 at gmail.com. So thanks, guys, and thank you for listening, and we look forward to hearing from you soon. Have a great day. Have a good one, guys. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.